The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches, I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome everybody. Sorry, I am responding to a uh, oh to a leftist who is taking issue with what. I am about ready to talk to you about uh, here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Telephone number if you want to reach out and say hi. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. I'll even tell you what this individual was talking about. Uh, This individual was upset that I was calling out the previous administration and individuals who were in that administration for the sorry state of affairs that we have ourselves in now as far as radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism. It is no accident that we find ourselves less safe as a result of the occupation of the Oval Office of Barack Obama and the administration of the American government by liberal extremist Democrats. And I'll get into that and the contrast here in a moment. The way you reach out to the uh, Chris Salcedo Show, other than the telephone number, is on social media. At Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas. You can also jump on the Facebook page, the Chris, Sal- Chris Salcedo Show, and there's an email link right there for you as well. You can just comment directly on the Facebook mail possibility, which is exactly where this left winger reached out to me, or comment on some of the postings we put up there on the page. Catching the show live, theblaze.com slash radio. Uh, the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's on-demand listening for you. I also want you to head over to theblaze.com and click on the channels section. You'll be able to follow our section there. And I would imagine this might be right off the top of the bat a candidate because I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the uh, the flip around, folks. Right off the top of the bat, I I because of what has happened over in in Manchester, England. I feel compelled to start off with the goings-on yesterday. Ariana Grande was in a concert, and it had just wrapped up, and a bomb went off. Those, those of you who are in the Blaze audience probably already know all the particulars, so I'll, I'll spare you all the details that you undoubtedly already know. Some of the details that are not out there 
widely reported, Ariana Grande is suspending the rest of her tour. The youngest of children who was murdered by this radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist was eight years old. Eight years old. And this left-winger by the name of Jotty shows up on my Facebook page and condemns me for calling out individuals in his political party who undertake his political ideology and says that I am a hack for pointing this stuff out. Now, what he's reacting to, folks, is the earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show on WBAP and Dallas-Fort Worth and several of the surrounding states in which I played Democrats in their own words and he didn't like it. To which I responded to this small-minded little person. If you don't like what your own political party has to say, take it up with them. Take it up with them. I have no desire to cloak what they have said or what their desires are. I have no desire to shield them from the blame they so richly deserve. None whatsoever. So let's start off here. This is what happened moments after the Ariana Grande concert was over. And then the crowd started stampeding toward this young lady who was recording. You heard the explosion in the background that was uh, apparently adjacent to the theater to get as much carnage as possible. 22 people are dead, scores more injured. And in response to this, now, what, what could we have been treated to before? You all remember terrorist attack like this, we were treated to, let me be clear, we can't be uh, against Muslims. Let me be clear. That's, that was the response. Don't hate Muslims. Don't hate Muslims. There was no uh, strategy or even impetus or desire to combat radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism. There was a, let me pull this up on the Twitter account. I, I received word of this today, just before I got on the air, and I retweeted it out because somebody at the Independent, is it the UK Independent, said there's only one way Britain should respond to attacks such as Manchester. That is by carrying on exactly as before. (laughs) To which I responded, That sort of nonsense will continue to make Western populations victims. It's time our enemies felt the dread they've tried to inspire in us. It's time they went to bed at night. Uneasy. It's time 
they felt like Tony Schaefer yesterday articulated uh, some some guy was tased. Well, I'll let, here, he was on Fox News. Here's what he said. Well, look, I, I agree with Charles on the fact that everybody's on edge. I was in Penn Station about three weeks ago when uh, uh, one of the Amtrak officers tased someone. And next thing you know, there was a stampede to the station. Uh, everybody is, is very, uh, very uh, tense. Yeah, very tense, very on edge because of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists and because of our weak response over these last eight years. Weakness invites more aggression. Like our buddy here, Jotty, uh, seems to like. Now, instead of, let me be clear, don't you all blame Muslims. Don't forget how bad Christians are. Let me be clear, instead of that, the President of the United States said this. We stand in absolute solidarity with the people of the United Kingdom. So many young, beautiful, innocent people living and enjoying their lives murdered by evil losers in life. I won't call them monsters because they would like that term. They would think that's a great name. I will call them from now on losers because that's what they are. They're losers and we'll have more of them, but they're losers. Just remember that. No respect as, you know, resident Obama wanted to give respect to ISIS or IS, the Islamic state by calling them ISIL, uh, giving them more territory that they, that they claim they're entitled to, you know, trying to score some points with the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. I refused to call them ISIL as resident Obama had. It's a contrast, a stark contrast. Now, remember what we were treated to when terrorism was running rampant during the age of Obama. This is what we call smart power, using every possible tool and partner to advance peace and security, leaving no one on the sidelines, showing respect even for one's enemies, trying to understand and insofar as psychologically possible, empathize with their perspective and point of view. Empathize. That's what the call of the day was from Democrats. It bears pointing out that Hillary Clinton is a Democrat and a liberal. After the Charlie Hebdo attack, the former Secretary of State as well, John Kerry, also a Democrat, said this. There's something different about what happened from Charlie Hebdo. And I think everybody would feel that. Uh, there was a sort of particularized focus and perhaps even a legitimacy uh, in terms of, uh, uh, not a legitimacy, but a, but a rationale that you could attach yourself to somehow and say, okay, they're really angry because of this or that. A legitimacy, says John Kerry. Well, not a legitimacy. You can understand, you know, that they have, they have legitimacy. Oh, we, we Democrats can understand their grievances. You can understand their grievances. I don't want to understand these types of butchers. I don't understand an ideology that targets children on purpose. There is a stark contrast, and we will unfold this contrast today to where America is today because of the last eight years.
and how we will proceed forward. And it's better. It's good. But I will not shrink from reminding my fellow citizens the position of the Democrat Party who wanted empathy for the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists or who who could see their point of view. I cannot and will not. Now, they're targeting our children. And they're doing so on purpose. Every base instinct in me says, target their children. But we cannot because of what it would do to us. How it would lower us to the same waste of skin that they are. I understand the guttural reaction to try to do that, but we have to be better as we seek to defeat them. And one of the key points is to demonstrate how savage they are and how brutal they are and how subhuman they are and how we will not go down a road of darkness. You don't defeat the darkness by being the darkness. You defeat it by being a light, showing a better way. Just as aggressively, you, you aggressively fight the darkness. But you don't become it. I will take your calls today in reaction to this. And, and also, as I, as I play the reactions from our president, let you listen and you react. Tell me where your feelings are. And it, you know what? I took a couple of calls on the early show today from folks who said, you know what? Sorry. We, you know, we, we've dropped bombs on Hiroshima. We carpet bombed in Dresden. Kids died there. Yes, but kids weren't the target. You see, that's the difference. The, the, our political en- enemies and our enemies, they target children. Uh, they, our political enemies target children for the, to change their minds. Our physical enemies, if you want to call it that, target our children's lives for several reasons. I'll play you why coming up next. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Salcedo. Glad you made it back, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Don't worry, we're going to get to the flip around here. Just had to start off with the big story of the day, which is, of course, the terrorist attack that took 22 lives 
the mass killing. There is a, a reason why our enemies, and yes, to all you liberal sickos, they are our enemies. Not what President Obama tried to tell you these last eight years. Or like Hillary Clinton tried to tell you these last eight years, or John Kerry, that they need to be empathized with, or they need, they have some sort of legitimacy. There is nothing legitimate about the targeting of children. And the Democrat Party had better come to grips with it. There was a terror expert joining Fox News Channel this morning. And he said there is a reason why these terrorists target our kids. But there are no innocent bystanders. That it's perfectly permissible from the fatwas that they've received to target children. For lots of reasons. One reason is that parents pay taxes that support the resistance to the spread of Islamic domination around the world. Another reason, he told me, was that if you leave your, the children of the infidels alive, all that does is, is re, uh, restock the ranks of your enemies, right? And then finally, if you can kill enough children, it will frighten the parents who are likely to resist enough that they will withdraw and just simply not want to get involved in that I understand the temptation when you hear the analysis of our enemy how they target our children for psychological and also practical purposes you kill individuals um, like this and You get into their heads and you realize the depravity and your your guttural base instinct says, they go after our kids, damn it, we go after theirs. And I, I understand the temptation. I can, f- I can feel it welling up in my own gut. And it is my intellect that takes over after that and says, do we want to emulate our attackers? Do we want to debase ourselves to that level? Because when we start behaving like that, I can guarantee you we're going to lose a lot of friends. And there are ways, um, merciless ways, to attack this without having to go after children. There's another psychological component that we should utilize that is perfectly justifiable and that is to drive the point home in no uncertain terms you undertake radicalized islamic fundamentalist terrorism and you will be a dead person a dead person and you do this so that their youth stay alive so that they're so that the youth understands if I run up against the United States, if I want run up against the Western world, if I run up against civilized people, then I will I will lose, I will die. And that needs to be our stance. 
they take away 22 of ours, we take away 2,200 of theirs. Not children, the adults. The adults who strap bombs around children and send them to do their dirty work. Those individuals. We find them. And we destroy them. And then we let the word go forth that they have been destroyed. And we let the the world know that there is no safe haven. Because I can guarantee you this, ladies and gentlemen, our enemy is relentless. They will keep coming until they can't come anymore. And we have to make sure they can't come anymore. We've got to make sure they can't keep coming at us. And we have to deprive them of the, of the ability to do that. And how you do that? Well, you are just as relentless. But there is the line that you got to draw. You make sure that you don't descend to their level. Again, you can't fight the darkness with more darkness. you got to fight it with some sort of light. Back in a minute. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, let's get into the flip around right now. Don't worry, I've got plenty more reaction uh, to the bombing over in, in Manchester, England, including uh, what Ambassador, former Ambassador Bolton had to say about suicide payments and what our president had to say uh, because the attacker was a Palestinian. And conceivably, American taxpayer money will be used by the Palestinian Authority to pay off the family of the terrorist after he did his jihadi duty by slaughtering 22 young people. Let's go over to MSNBC. They appear to be talking to a survivor of the Manchester attack. Things that should be going through, well, that will be going through the mothers of the children's minds. Courtney, what, what does this make you think about uh, how things will be in the future? Do you do you worry? Do you do you think things will get back to normal, or do you, is there not going to be a normal now? I don't think there'll ever be a normal. I think things are starting to spiral a little bit too much out of control. It's like I never thought it'd be me. It's always been further away from home. It's never been like I've never known anything in England, or like ever since the incident in the Westminster. I think that's the first thing I'd really heard of ISIS in England or of any terrorist attack in England. And it just it just seems to be getting worse and worse. And I do worry for what's going to happen in the future. You know, that that is so telling because we all know that Europe has been a hotbed of terrorism since they had undertaken liberal extremist ideology and allowing every Tom, Dick and Harry to come through unvetted. Into the into Europe, and wasn't Manchester wasn't the first folks. They just had an they just had another attack just a couple of weeks ago, right outside of Parliament. And these terrorist attacks, you know, this 
that's instructive to how the basket of biased press operates over there in the UK. Our buddy Jack Buckby has told us over and over and over again how radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism is is somewhat hidden from the general population over there. For example, uh, those with radical Islamist views on how they treat women or children or, or rapes are suppressed so that it doesn't gin up anti-Muslim sentiment. They, they buy the Obama line uh, in the wake of atrocities. Don't, don't hate Muslims. Don't hate Muslims. That's the reaction. Instead of saying, we're going to find the perpetrators, we're going to find who's responsible, we're going to stop it. Wherever it leads us. So there's a young lady who <laughs> is a product of a media that's completely left wing over in the UK. And it shows you how uninformed, even in such a small country, these individuals are about what's going on in their country and around Europe. Absolutely amazing. Let's head over to Fox. In the UK, it was packed last night with some 21,000 people headed for the exits after that Ariana Grande concert ended and the attack took place in a public area between the train station and the concert venue. Uh, chaos in the crowd of mostly teens and preteens and young adults as they heard the explosion. There were screams and there was panic and a stampede for the exits. At least 22 killed, as you mentioned, uh, including an eight-year-old girl named Safi Rose Russos and an 18-year-old student, Georgina Bethany Callender, and dozens more injured by shrapnel, nuts and bolts packed in the IED to maximize the carnage, and now uh, authorities facing the grim task of identifying the rest of the dead. There is a, uh, uh, that, that was Fox News Channel, as I said, there is a tweet out there. Let me see if I can find it. It, um, it speaks to the Obamas of the world. Who are who are openly worried about Islamophobia taking hold? And don't don't mistake this, folks. This this is actually happening. Don't underestimate this. This is going on in the UK. It's happening here in left wing precincts in America. The fear the fear now is Islamophobia, because another radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist has plied his despicable trade. And Claire Lehman tweeted this out and it really stuck with me the children of manchester are pulling pieces of other humans flesh out of their hair and people are worried about islamophobia let that sink in for a minute and i can i can imagine the those who were directly impacted by this and common sense individuals around the globe seeing that juxtaposition and saying to themselves, you've got to be kidding me. This, this is the response of the left wing all over the world in, in, the, in the wake of devastating violence, in the wake of cold, calculated murder. These individuals figure out how to blame the victims. These liberals figure out how to blame the victims. 
oh, oh, Islamophobia. Don't be Islamophobic. It's just like we have Obama back. Let me be clear. You Christians suck. In case you think this is a Muslim problem, you Christians suck too. Don't forget. That was, that was Obama's basic message in the wake of every one of these terrorist attacks. It, it's, it's why the Democrats suffered electorally so badly. They were so out of touch. And we're, Americans were so tired of being told in the wake of incidents like this, oh, it's just your fault. Accept it. It's just your fault. Let's see what CNN is up to. ...intelligence to publicly deny any evidence of cooperation between his campaign and Russia. I want to bring in now Asha Rangappa. She's a former special agent with the FBI. Currently, she's associate dean at Yale Law School. And Bill Clinton's former White House counsel, Jack Quinn. Okay, so first to you, Asha, what is your reaction to this, that Donald Trump approached these two top intelligence chiefs asking, essentially, for cover? Well, there's a pattern emerging here of continual efforts to try to make this investigation stop. And it's see that and that that doesn't jive with what we heard from the deputy now acting FBI director, the former FBI director's testimony. None of that jives. Uh, By the way, CNN. This, this, this was me last night watching the breaking news on Fox. One America News actually covered the Manchester bombing and, I think, and Fox Business. They were covering break, actual breaking news. And it was CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, and MSNBS that had to stick to Trump bashing. They were looking forward to this testimony by Brennan and others today on Capitol Hill. They were looking forward to it because they, any day now, the smoking gun of uh, Trump campaign, Russia collusion is going, is going to be discovered. And it still hasn't. And these former chiefs, again, I haven't seen this. This is sources. Trump asked Intel chiefs to deny collusion. Who? How much you guys want? See, I haven't even seen this yet. How much? I'll bet you dollars to donuts. They're unnamed sources unnamed sources. Why didn't they show up at the uh, congressional hearings today? Let your face be seen. If you're an Intel chief and the president tried to, to, to legitimately try to get you to stop an investigation, you have a duty to come forward and, and do it in open court and in open testimony, rather than open court, but open testimony to Congress. You have a duty. Somehow I don't think they're going to. Otherwise, these these leakers, again, anonymous sources being cited by, you know, here's <laughs> I got to look this up in the break. Here's CNN sources. Sources say X X chiefs influenced by Trump. OK, let's let's see the proof proof. No, 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 no. Just the allegation. But doesn't this doesn't this show you where CNN and MSNBS is and where they know their audience is? Their audiences who are tuning in are all they want to hear is bad news on Trump. That's all they want to hear. And they can't even be bothered to to cover breaking news of a terrorist attack. Well, liberals don't want to hear anything about that. It's it's it was amazing. I my my jaw was dropping as last evening when 
Ariana Grande's concert was attacked and 22 people lay dead. Here's what Chris Matthews over at MSNBS was talking about. Anyway, and after bowing to accept an award for the Saudi king, some of Trump's detractors were quick to point out that he had criticized former President Obama for bowing to greet the king during his visit to the country. You know what Trump was doing? Trump was receiving a medal that was on, you know, that was on a, a ribbon. And, and the Saudi king was trying to put that medal around his neck. And Trump is so tall, Saudi king couldn't reach. So Mr. Trump accommodated, bent over so the medal could go around his neck. And Chris Matthews and the folks over at MSNBS says, oh, that's the same thing as bowing. As Obama did. Obama bowed as he was greeted by the Saudi king. Barack Obama bowed as a, as a, as a respect to the Saudi king. Donald Trump bent down so the Saudi king could give him a medal. And according to the dishonest idiots over at MSNBS, that's the same thing. It's the same thing. And this is what the Brian Williams network was covering. Instead of an attack on the West in Manchester, England. By radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. I'll be right back. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, glad you tuned in, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. Let me get to a quick phone call here. Uh, you know, Ellie, my, for some reason, my, my screen's not pulling up here. Who do we have on the line? Kate from Kansas City. Hey, Kate, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing, lady? Uh, well, you know, I hate having what they call sort of an iodetic memory, because when that lady was saying, oh, you know, I can't remember the last terrorist attack we had. Well... Um, she doesn't have to go too far back. They had the bus attack back in 2005. Yeah. And they had the soldier's head cut off about three or four years ago. Um, then there was the constant IRA attacks, uh, 1984. Uh, Margaret Thatcher was almost murdered by a bomb. Um, Caroline Kennedy was almost killed by a bomb by the IRA. So, um, either she's really ignorant or she's really, really young. She was really, really young. She was, she was, look, she was at Ariana Grande concert. So she was really, oh, really well, young. Then and, she was a baby when the yeah. 2005 thing happened. Well, look, what I'm, what, I guess the broader point is this. Here you, here you have a development over the last 15, 20 years where, where uh, unfettered immigration into Europe mm-hmm. uh, has yielded this. Without without the insistence on assimilation, this is what this is what you get. You invite these enclaves into your country and think it's all going to be hunky dory, and all of a sudden your citizens start dying. And right, this is what oh, th- th- this is what this is what liberalism begets. It's 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 what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're thinking, well, England's going to rise up, and you want them to still be the country of Winston Churchill and King George the Sixth and 
you know, the people who stood there and took the bombs by the Nazis and gave the finger and said, it's not going to happen. They were the first country to turn the Nazi wave around. And, you know, it's like they've become a bunch of wishes. But then again, what can I say? Our country's not exactly out there, you know, flexing its muscle either. So I, I don't know how we all became a bunch of apologetic wusses. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the 60s radicals and the 70s me generation kind of watered us down and took away our spine. Well, I think I, I, I think you can nail it down to uh, lackluster, uh, a lack of a robust conservative party in the United States, and then a rather extremist left-wing uh, occupation of the Oval Office these la- last eight years from Barack Obama. Remember, remember when Fort Hood happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Fort Hood was a terrorist attack, and I, I was in news at the time, and I remember being in the newsroom and watching Barack Obama sit there on my screen and, and not call it a terrorist attack. It ended up being called workplace violence, even oh, though yeah, Alu Akbar was... Joe. Yeah, Alu Akbar was, was yelled, and people were slaughtered in the name of 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 islam and i i'm sorry it, it 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 was it was a terrorist attack but that that incident right there kate it, it, it set us up it set us up for the following eight years of where every single time a terrorist attack happened what did we get an individual up there pointing the finger back at us saying we were somehow to blame mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah i mean we've I mean, when they started watering down history and everything and started changing the names and stuff, I mean, it's Native Americans. It's a race war. Well, unless the other race is an alien, we're all the same nah. race and we're all Native Americans, I hate to tell you. So, well, remember I this. Mean, there's, there's, there's a Salcedo show axiom that goes like this because you brought up education. And the reason why liberals who control government-run education now, they de-emphasize the learning of history is because they're absolutely terrified that you're going to learn from it. Thanks very much for the call. I appreciate it. Hour two of the Salcedo Show, folks. Coming up next. Be right back. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Telephone number is 800 I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. <laughs> 888-900-3393, It's bound to happen every once in a while, folks. You do three shows, and you're bound to get at least partial wrong number in there. Uh, glad you've tuned in, everybody. Uh, TheBlaze.com. Go there and click on the channel section. Find The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find a presence for us there. On social media, on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. And uh, let's see what else. Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. Now, uh, some sad news today, and it's sadly ironic. Sir Roger Moore, 
who, of course, was most famously known for his role as James Bond, has passed away at 89 years of age. And um, I didn't even realize he was battling cancer, but it was a short battle, but he lost it. And uh, we wanted to make mention of that today. All right, standing next to, oh, by the way, coming up on the show, down here uh, toward the bottom of the hour, we will uh, have a conversation with Richard Manning and uh, not only talk about the terrorist attack, but also some other news that was happening today. Mick Mulvaney stepped out in front of the crowd, it gathered inside of the uh, the press briefing room, and outlined President Trump's budget. And he called it a, a, a taxpayer's budget, meaning those who pay the freight will like what it has to will like what it what it says. My number one piece of adulation about what is being proposed, and again, this will not be anywhere near the budget. This is this is an opening bid by the president. And it's a very, very high opening bid on the conservative scale, which is you're actually going to have to cut spending, not the rate of increase. You're actually going to have to cut spending to the tune of three point six trillion over 10 years, three point six trillion over 10 years. I'm incredibly uh, buoyed by that prospect. Now, again, everybody has their own. Uh, special interest, Republicans and Democrats alike. So where they have an idea of where the president is, they can, you know, depart from there. But it's it's a very good budget that, that balances by, well, in 10 years. It balances the budget in 10 years, which is what we need to do. We cannot continue to overspend in this country. It's just, it's not possible. And Mick Mulvaney was very... Quick to point out that we're going to that we are going to fund uh, those entitlement programs for those who need them, not for those who truly don't. Meaning they're gonna they're going to shore up requirements. Barack Obama opened the floodgates, made sure that people you know who had who were driving caddies and had you know two cars and cell phones and you know uh, houses were getting food stamps. <laughs> He made sure that to lower the bar to where the truly needy were, were getting food stamps, but so were the folks who were not truly needy, able-bodied individuals who should never have been allowed to, under, to, to undergo the process that gave them welfare. But they were, because the standards were lowered. All right, uh, telephone number is 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. President of the United States was standing next to the Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas today. And uh, this was the unofficial third leg of his trip. Of course, the fourth leg of his trip, he goes to the Vatican, talking to Pope Francis. And that'll be interesting. Uh, looking forward to talking about that tomorrow. But this morning, the president woke up to a terrorist attack, and he just so happened to be talking with the leader of the Palestinian Authority, one of the terrorist groups in the Middle East. On this very horrible morning of death to innocent young people, peace can never take root in an environment where violence is tolerated, funded, and even rewarded. That was a direct swipe 
at this policy inside of the Palestinian Authority that rewards the families of suicide bombers with cash. Your cash, by the way. I mean, Americans' cash. Because we subsidize the Palestinian Authority to, you know, for peace, such as it is. So this individual, if he had family in the Palestinian territory, who, who, who blew himself up in Manchester and 22 other people, his family would be eligible for, for payments, for terrorist payments from the Palestinian Authority. And that was Donald Trump saying, look, this stuff's got to stop. Fox News Channel interviewing uh, one of uh, the friends of the show, great admirer of his, former Ambassador John Bolton, about this. There is a bill in Congress to cut off some of the Palestinian payments unless they stop their payments. I mean, what what do we do? Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said that if the Manchester uh, attacker was a Palestinian, he would get paid for this. Yeah, well, I think uh, cutting off the funds to the Palestinian Authority is a good step. I think defunding the U.N. refugee agency, UNRWA, Uh, in the Middle East would be a good step because Palestinian refugee status is hereditary. They're the only hereditary refugees in the world. There are a lot of things that could be done, but what it requires is breaking with longstanding conventional wisdom. And uh, that hasn't happened yet. It may happen. I certainly hope that it does. Yeah, it needs to happen. Uh, I don't know about any of you, but I'm kind of tired of this. I'm kind of tired of uh, sending our taxpayers money over to reward bloodthirsty terrorists. Uh, what else is? Oh, did you did you guys hear about this, Ellie? I don't know if you saw this, but just after the and I let me let me start out by saying I am no fan of Ariana Grande. She's not my she's not my generation. I uh, what I know of her. Uh, a lot of folks say that she is, by the way, she's canceled her, her concert tour in the wake of this attack. And I, I'm, I, I, the UK Daily Mail, for uh, whatever you, you think of the publication, was reporting that she was kind of freaking out over the fact that her concert had just been attacked by a terrorist. And the, the only thing I know about Ariana Grande is that she seems by reports and again i i've never met her i don't know this for certain but that she is kind of uh diva ish in particular in the way she treats those who are around her part of the crew part of uh you know the 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 technical folks and it's not it's she was not spoken of kindly that's the only and the fact that she's a, a lovely young lady, I mean, uh, uh, easy on the eyes. And, and apparently, and, and Ellie, this is your generation. I, my understanding is she's talented. Is she talented? Yes. I've heard that she is. Tell me yes or no. Yes. She is. Do you like her music? Yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Why do you say it like that? Well, well I, I mean, I'm not so into the, the pop scene, but I mean, some of her songs I do like, yes. Yeah, okay, so. It's got a beat. You can move to it. She's easy on the eyes. The only the only negatives I've heard about her is how she treats people behind the scenes. And again, that could be disgruntled employees. I have no idea whether it's true or not. Completely beside the point. I just didn't want you to think that I am a, some Ariana Grande fan when I'm what I'm going to say 
what I'm about ready to say is that journalist who freelanced for CBS News and for Yahoo News by the name of David Levitt. Did you see this tweeted out last night, Ellie? David Levitt says multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. So at this point, he already knows that their people have died. Multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. The last time I listened to Ariana Grande, I almost died too. He tweeted. This is a guy. Jeez. I, well, I know, I know, right? Too soon, you think? Oh, way too soon. Well, yes. So this guy who freelanced for CBS and for Yahoo News, according to the Daily UK Mail, uh, the Daily Mail in the UK, I should say, uh, this guy decided he'd take to Twitter and say that. He followed up with more tweets. Honestly, for over a year, I thought an Ariana Grande was something you ordered at Starbucks. <laughs> okay. But he wasn't done. He continued on. Instead of apologizing, he doubled down on his jokes, writes the UK Mail. Um, checked my phone and got this message from Twitter. Try swearing at me now. Says, quote, you're getting a lot of notifications. Want to set up some filters to help control it? <laughs> I, be I bet you he was. And then he tweets out this. Too soon? Question mark. Dude, you think? You think? And then after the avalanche, the torrent came in and realizing this guy will probably not be writing for CBS News or for Yahoo News. Uh, they might take him over at uh, Media Matters. Uh, Media Matters appreciates this kind of uh, <laughs> this kind of this kind of cat. Anyway, he says, "Sorry for offending." <laughs> what? Didn't realize the magnitude of the tragedy. Wait a minute, your first tweet, Mister Levitt. I hasten to point out, mentioned multiple multiple fatalities. Think you might not want to joke about that. David Levitt writes on in his tweet, I've, I always make stupid jokes about whatever's trending. Condolences to families. That's his last tweet. And it probably should have been his first tweet. I don't know about you. Oh, <laughs> that's just bad. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. That's just bad. Now, when we come back, we'll deal with Trump, his overseas trip, as he is now finding himself bolstered, his view bolstered by the fact that uh, everything he's been saying about radical Islam has been backed up. And it, it, it actually added an, an, an exclamation point to what he said in Saudi Arabia and an exclamation point to what he said in Israel. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Conservative talk. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? 
Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Compassion needs to be on both sides of that equation. Yes, you have to have compassion for folks who are receiving the federal funds, but also you have to have compassion for the folks who are paying it. And that is one of the things that is new uh, about this president's budget. That's Mick Mulvaney saying that compassion is a two way street. You have to feel compassion for those who are actually paying the freight. What a concept. Now, now what, if, what have our political adversaries, the liberals, said to us all these years? That rich people don't deserve compassion. Uh, I remember Ben Carson. Let me see. I'm going to do a quick search here on the computer, folks, um, uh, on taxes. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. But Ben Carson had one of the, the more epic lines of the presidential campaign. When he talked about this idea of proportionality and about how it doesn't hurt the rich guy if you don't, if you don't soak him. And then Ben Carson was of mind that, well, why do we have to hurt him? Where is it said that you have to hurt the rich guy? The, the guy... But for example, the, he was talking about a flat tax, the tithe. And if a person making $100 pays 10 bucks, a guy making $1,000 pays 100 bucks, then that's proportional. Well, that $10 meant more to that guy who made, you know, 100 bucks than that $100 meant, meant to that $1,000 guy. Or, you know, but the guy just put in 100 bucks. He put in 10 times more than the other guy did. Well, it didn't hurt him as much. Well, where does it say you got to hurt him? I, I think this might be it. This is Ben Carson addressing liberal class warfare and the argument on that. Listen to this. You make $10 billion, you put in a billion. You make $10, you put in one. Of course, you got to get rid of the loopholes. But... Now, now, some people say, they say, well, that's not fair because it doesn't hurt the guy who made $10 billion as much as the, the guy who made 10 Where does it say you have to hurt the guy? He just put a billion dollars in the pot. You know, we don't need to hurt him. You know, it's, it's that kind of thinking. It's that kind of thinking that has resulted in 602 banks in the Cayman Islands. That money needs to be back here, building our infrastructure and creating jobs. That was before, actually, that was before he became a presidential candidate. That was the speech, that was the prayer breakfast that launched Ben Carson's political career. And he's absolutely right. He was such a breath of fresh air. Now you have the Trump budget coming out and Mick Mulvaney basically saying, look, you got to be compassionate, sure, but you got to be compassionate to everybody. 
Everybody. Oh, rich people don't need your compassion. Just soak them. That's what the liberals have said. It's like, why would you want to, why would you want to hurt the guy? He's paying a lot of money to support the government. Why would you want to hurt the guy? Uh, Coming up, we'll talk with uh, Richard Manning about that. But here's how the president of the United States was responding to the terror attack that he learned about this morning. I repeat again that we must drive out the terrorists and the extremists from our midst, obliterate this evil ideology, and protect and defend our citizens and people of the world. Now, Trump, in his efforts across the Middle East, also wanted to make sure folks understood and knew the major players in the terror game. And... uh, one of them happens to be Barack Obama's best buddies over there in Iran. And we, the reason why we call him Barack Obama's best buddies is that President Obama made sure that your taxpayer money swelled their coffers in Iran so they could finance terrorism. Barack Obama made sure they could test intercontinental ballistic missiles in the inter- intervening 10 years to where they'd be able to have a nuclear weapon without restriction. That was his vaunted nuke deal. Anyway, Trump recognizes who the threat to the world and to the Middle East is. ISIS targets Jewish neighborhoods, synagogues, and storefronts. And Iran's leaders routinely call for Israel's destruction. Not with Donald J. Trump. (laughs) That was an Israeli audience. Do you think they could have been any more elated to hear that Barack Obama was no longer president of the United States? What about Reuven Rivlin? He's the president of Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, and their gleeful support. Thankful that Obama was no longer president. We are happy to see that America is back in the area. America is back Again. For the first time in my lifetime, I see a real hope for change. America is back. And do not think that Bibi Netanyahu's words were chosen callously or without thought. Real hope for change. <laughs> Don't think that Barack Obama wasn't sitting in, in the lap of luxury somewhere hearing Benjamin Netanyahu mock his 2008 presidential campaign motto. Uh, Richard Manning, up next, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Be right back. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. They want to stop the killing. They've had enough. We are happy to see that America is back in the area. America is back again. For the first time in my lifetime, I see a real hope for change. 
So there they are. Uh, let's talk about the trip that the president is on, the terror attack in London and many other things back here at home. Richard Manning, my guest, president of Americans for Limited Government, a group that identifies, exposes and works with Congress and state legislatures to prevent the continued expansion of government. Uh, Manning was a George Bush appointee as the public affairs chief of staff at the United States Department of Labor. Mr. Manning, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Your reaction to the terror attack in, in Manchester first, sir? Well, obviously, it's, hor- it's horrifying. You know, the, uh, the idea that a human being could be so um, consumed by, by hate that they would put a bomb together filled with nails designed to kill little girls, teenage, teeny bopper girls, were off to see a concert for the first, probably for the first time in their life, and to inflict that kind of pain and suffering deliberately is so abhorrent as to be almost unfathomable. And unfortunately, Chris, these abhorrent acts are becoming more, more and more common, and there's a common denominator, and the common denominator is that Islam, particularly when it when it gets a big a foothold. Is seems to breed people who and, and encourage people who um, believe it is their God-given duty to destroy other human beings. President Trump, uh, President Trump was on record as supporting the Brexit vote. Many people are saying that the the, the Brexit not only the economic impact, but also exactly what you're describing here is this this backward notion of just opening up your doors to any Tom, Dick, or Harry who wants to come into your country without insisting on assimilation is exactly what th- that type of policy, the globalization policy, is what yields this type of terrorism. Uh, I think that Mr. Trump is feeling a little vindication on his trip, is he not? I, I think President Trump has found himself in a, in a position where he's he's proven right, A, but B, you know, Obama's policies have been proven wrong. You know, and you you only have to look at the reaction in Saudi Arabia, of all places. Saudi Arabia, which is, let's face it, Saudi Arabia is not a, a hotbed of civil rights. But <laughs> rather than covering rather than covering their heads, as Hillary did, Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump walked out. Tall, proud American women, heads uncovered, faces uncovered, and sent a message to the people of Saudi Arabia that equality is achievable, yeah. that the world, that we can do better. Melania has talked about empowering women in a place where they don't let women drive, and yeah. and it's a and so you look at this and you say. How do you get fundamental change? How do you change attitudes? You change attitudes by showing a better way. And that's what the president has done. That's what Melania has done. That's what Ivanka have done in this trip, is they have shown these places a better way. He goes to Israel, first president to go to the, the West Wall, the Wailing Wall, puts his hand in praise there. Melania and, and, and Ivanka go to another part of the Wailing Wall where women go, and they put their hands there on the wall and they pray. It's it's such a powerful image of here's a man who's standing in Saudi Arabia one, one part of the day, and he's at the Wailing Wall another part of the day, and he's bringing these these religions together around a common vision of peace. 
That's it is so amazing cool. to watch. I got I got to tell you, this is an ambitious trip, and I think and and actually not widely panned at all. As a matter of fact, the the majority of the press is trying their best not to talk to cover it. Richard Manning, um, uh, president of Americans for Limited Government, folks, just wrote a piece at Fox News Opinion about Trump's proposed budget. As a matter of fact, Mick Mulvaney is right there in the briefing room right now as we speak, laying out the vision of this of this budget, which he says we have the American taxpayer in mind with this budget president is seeking a 3.6 trillion dollar reduction in spending over 10 years to his words reshape government and i I gotta tell you richard i have not heard this type of language coming out of a white house or out of government in an awful long time actually cutting spending yes it has this is real cuts in spending this is not just cuts on baseline uh this is cuts on spending. what what that means is um you know, there's a projection of how much government will grow. And a lot of times people will play the game as we're cutting the growth of government and hence we're cutting spending. Um, in this case, many of the many of the programs are they're looking at them and saying with an eye and say, if, should a taxpayer be forced to pay for this? And if the answer is no, then they didn't. Then they said, no, we're not paying for it. An example is that the Department of Education, there's a program that uh, it was supposed to have a massive impact in terms of helping people with bachelor's degrees get get uh, master's and PhDs. And it turns out that the program is 94% unsuccessful. It's only 6% successful. So they looked at it and said, wait a second, if it's only 6% successful, why are we doing this? Amen to that. And more of that that. has got to happen with a, with a, Four trillion dollar budget. More of that has got to happen. Richard Manning, everybody, president of Americans for Limited Government. Check out his opinion piece at Fox News in the opinion section. Always appreciate our visit, sir. Thank you, Chris. Take care. And I hope everybody has a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, sir. That's coming up. And uh, we appreciate the sentiment here on the Chris Salcedo show. Telephone number is uh, uh, 888 900 Sorry, a little distracted here. As I'm, I'm trying to keep one eye on what's breaking across the, uh, the TV screens, and another eye on what, uh, what my computer is telling me about our timing and all of this. Uh, looks like, see, and this is why I was distracted. One of the guys we're going to be talking to tomorrow, Congressman Michael McCall, was just speaking on the floor of the U.S. House, talking about a DHS bill, Department of Homeland Security. Now. Congressman from the same area as as he, a guy by the name of Ted Poe, is speaking. Let's just dip in and hear what they have to say. Family and cheering on a favorite team. But for human traffickers, the Super Bowl has become an annual opportunity to expand their evil criminal empire. They're talking about a, a bill I'm sure we're going to be talking about tomorrow with uh, the congressman when he comes on the program, the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, uh, Congressman McCall. We'll also be talking to him about the terror attack that happened today and the different response that we are seeing from President Trump as compared to what we've seen in years prior. Uh, I want to remind all of you what what got all of this discussion started today. What you heard when she was saying, oh, my gee, 
was a swarm of humanity coming right at her as people realized that there was a bomb that detonated and they were running out of the auditorium to to get to safety. I, I, don't quote me on this, folks, but I think I'm, I'm correct. Those who were killed were killed by the bomb and no trampling of individuals had taken place. Tony Schaefer, we played a snippet of what he had told Fox News last night, and I want to play it a little more in its entirety. Tony Schaefer was talking about how people are really on edge, not only in the in Europe, but also here in the United States. And he was reacting to at the time he was reacting. It wasn't confirmed it was a terrorist attack, though, highly suspected. Well, look, I, I agree with Charles on the fact that everybody's on edge. I was in Penn Station about three weeks ago when uh, uh, one of the Amtrak officers tased someone. And next thing you know, there was a stampede to the station. Uh, everybody is, is very, uh, very uh, tense. Oh, by the way, uh, breaking right now, the British Prime Minister, Theresa May, is speaking. Let's dip in and listen to this live. Has approved this request, and Operation Tempera is now in force. This means that armed police officers responsible for duties such as guarding key sites will be replaced by members of the armed forces, which will allow the police to significantly increase the number of armed officers on patrol in key locations. You might also see military personnel deployed at certain events, such as concerts and sports matches, helping the police to keep the public safe. In all circumstances, members of the armed forces who are deployed in this way will be under the command of police officers. Precisely how the military and armed police officers will be deployed is an operational decision for police commanders. And Assistant Commissioner Mark Rowley of the Metropolitan Police will be making a statement giving further details at New Scotland Yard later this evening. In the coming days and weeks, there will of course be many events hosted up and down the country. The police will work with the organizers and hosts of these events. Let, let, let me just interrupt the Prime Minister just briefly. Let me tell you what I'm seeing here on my screen, folks. It's the same scenario that I saw last night. Theresa May, breaking news happening right now in London, talking about steps they'll be taking to guard themselves against terrorism. You see it on Fox, you see it on Fox Business, and you see it on CNBC. Over on MSNBS and on CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, you see, oh, Brennan, are worried about Russia Trump campaign contacts. They can't give up bashing Trump even to cover breaking news. This should tell you, you can't rely on MSNBS, you can't rely on CNN when breaking news is happening because they will not stop their efforts to bash Trump. Provide every additional resource we can to the police and the security services as they work to protect the public. And while we mourn the victims of last night's appalling attack, we stand defiant. The spirit of Manchester and the spirit of Britain is far mightier than the sick plots of depraved terrorists. That is why the terrorists will never win and we will prevail. Breaking news. The Prime Minister of Great Britain delivering an address about the Manchester attack. You heard it on the Chris Salcedo show. Here on the Blaze Radio Network where we cover news better, actual news, 
better than CNN or MSNBS. That ought to tell you something, folks. When an opinion show gives you breaking news and those two so-called news outlets can't even break away from their Trump bashing long enough to give you breaking news, you got to ask yourself, when news is breaking, do I need to go to these outlets? Do I need to go to these outlets at all? Because they won't be covering news. All CNN and MSNBS is good for is Trump bashing. And if you don't want to tune in, I wouldn't blame you. You don't learn anything. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Well, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. <laughs> Ellie, how much time we have left in the show? Uh, 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 two, uh, two twenty. Uh, well, probably less than that. Uh, but but uh, maybe possibly carry the one. <laughs> you like me outing you like that? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Si- the silent treatment. Oh man, alive. What? That. Well, I was asking you. Do you like? Do you, Do you like it me outing you like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Well, let's, I, I, I choose to remember Happy Ellie. I... Salsi Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino. It's so hot brown is the new green. It's so hot I cut the pants off my pantsuit. It's so hot squirrels are icing their nuts. That's it. There you go. <laughs> oh, now oh now it's two minutes. Okay. Well, wait a minute. It was 2.20 when we started. That was, that was, okay. Are you sure this time? All right. <laughs> All right. I want to get back to Tony Schaefer and let him uh, continue and end with some some uh, more serious conversation here. A tense. I think we have to understand that the likelihood in this case, though, is terror. And here's why. Uh, the symbology of trying to do an act like this when President uh, Trump is in Europe uh, or in, on a trip in, in Israel right now is very important to the idea that uh, they can reach out and touch people. Secondly, uh, the, uh, we had an attack back in March. Uh, in uh, Parliament, uh, the driver killing people on uh, on the bridge there. You know, and that that's fair to point out. We had that individual was talking to MSNBS from the UK and saying, and she was an Ariana Grande concert goer. I can't remember when this ever touched me. It's like back in March, there was a terrorist attack. And it makes you, well, I don't have to wonder because I see evidence here of it in the United States of a biased press determined to keep the reality of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism away from their people. And it's even more indoctrinating and more insidious over in the UK, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on that. But you can rest assured, if you're over in the UK, you can listen to The Chris Salcedo Show, and we will cover news a lot more efficiently and expediently than the BBC and certainly than anybody over here in the United States. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Chris Salcedo Show. Remember, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government. 
but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. Back tomorrow on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.